0: This is Katrin. And this is Seth. And this is the Laureans United. United.
1: Woo! I like how the woo has now become an official part. Me
0: too. And also, we sung fancy today.
1: Yeah, we're in um, an actual studio today because...
0: You had to record your podcast actually. Yeah,
1: well, I've been working on another (laughs) podcast, actually a totally different podcast called um, Rad Child, that's Mm -hmm. about childcare, and I got picked up by a network, which is very cool, but that means that we get to use the studio sometimes. I'm going to take
0: a picture of you Um, looking fancy. Kat's going to
1: take a picture of me looking fancy in the studio there you go um but yeah so so sometimes our i mean hopefully consistently but we might not always be able to record here but sometimes at least we're if gonna we have the
0: patreon like when we get uh, when we hit 10 pa- patrons we will be able to there you go so so that's our if goal. we get
1: if we get some more some more patrons yes we'll we will be able to consistently have this nice beautiful quality that you're hearing in your ears right now
0: and not Half of the time, my microphone not working.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And like washing machines in the background and all sorts of hilarious things. Construction that's currently going on in my apartment. Yeah. Guys. Give us a couple dollars, please,
0: if you can. (laughs) We love you. Anyway. So today's theme is judgment. Yeah. And I was thinking of like, okay, like time I judge people, time I always judge. And instead I will, I went with this. this fact that I, I read an article I did I did research after. But mm-hmm. It's really interesting that our generation, and uh, that's going to happen below now, uh, when we present ourselves, most of the time, nerds will ask, what's your Harry Potter house? Mm-hmm. And people will judge you by that house. Like the moment you say, oh, I'm a Slytherin. I kind of know what what kind of personality mm-hmm. you are? Oh, I'm a Hufflepuff, of oh, I kind of know it. And after that, you discover the person. And of course, like people are more complicated than for It's and like our
1: generation's version of like the Meyer Briggs. Yeah, exactly. We used to do the Meyer and, Briggs. And,
0: yeah. And, and uh, there's a there's like a study that was comparing it to it mm-hmm. and how this might be a, like a kind of replacement in the guild culture. Yeah. Because even for um for for us like. We have, like, we have people, oh, I don't know the Harry Potter. E, I don't know I want to be your friend.
1: It's true. And I it's definitely out- judge people when they don't know their Hogwarts house.
0: But the thing is, it's not out of malice. It's just, I. it's so much part of my life.
1: Well, it's, it's just like, I don't even know how to, how do I judge you now?
0: Yeah. Like, if you don't know that, how do you know yourself?
1: <laughs> but I don't even think that... I think that it's wider than geek culture, because I think that Harry Potter was such a part of so many people's childhood, even not geeks, that, like, most people, I would say most people in our generation, you can ask, and they would probably know, or they'd be like, oh, I read it a long time ago, I think I was this, you know? Or, like, judge me. (laughs) Yes, exactly. They're like, I read it, but I never took a a test. But most people are at least aware.
0: Yeah, and, like, I mean, even the guy that do Potterless, before he did the show, knew his house. Mm -hmm, Yeah, exactly. I mean... And he, like part of us, the premise of the podcast is he hasn't read Harry Potter. (laughs) So, (laughs) but yeah, and I I find it fascinating that with this character, like that characterization that is from a cultural phenomenon that is Harry Potter, now I will judge people and and I will not only judge people, but know like a basic scheme of who they are. Of course, that... When you're a Hufflepuff, yes, you're friendly. Yes, you're nice. Yes, you are approachable and you uh, you love food. But, I mean, you're more than that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Am I?
0: Uh, but at least I know, like, oh, okay, that's someone that, like... Like, if I, I find it, like, oh, my God, this person is, like, oversharing. Oh, that's because it's a Hufflepuff. Like, <laughs> that explains things. Or, right. like, oh, my God, that... Well, I, like, I'm ambitious and, and sometimes I can across uh, rude or, like abrasive and that's because I'm a Slytherin mm-hmm. and I'm, but I, I'm not a bad person I'm not racist either <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a Potterless joke yes for those of you who don't know Potterless and I'm just like why is Catherine saying she's not racist that probably <laughs> means she's racist
0: <laughs> basically when you present yourself in Potterless and you say you're a you have to make sure that to say that you're not racist because in the book they're all racist not in real life daddy made the decision
1: but still daddy is. made the decision
0: that he make the decision
1: Oh, like each person makes their own decision No,
0: no, like he, he basically said he, like what? As he read, he discovered Oh, they're all racist Like everyone in Slytherin is racist There's no not racist people
1: In Slytherin Well, don't we know any good Slytherins?
0: No Wasn't uh, Slughorn
1: uh, nah, Slytherin? because he's
0: collecting boys
1: Yeah, but that's not racist, that's pedophilia
0: <laughs> Is it better?
1: no but it's not racism you can't
0: no and like, conflate it, those two things no no but like he has an old explanation i, I have to make you listen he's to that he's collecting podcast.
1: boys <laughs> like they're in jars
0: um, <laughs> okay anyways, so anyway so anyway so that recap? was uh yeah that was my uh, opening statement
1: i think it's my turn to go first
0: yes hold on i'm gonna open my all right ready yeah. Go.
1: So we start from the aftermath of, like, Quentin's getting his shoulder fixed, and then Penny shows up there, and then he's like, my hands, chop him off. And then Quentin's like, ah. And then they go to the flying farce at some point. Uh, everybody gets high. It's great. Um, Margot and Elliot, they create the, the golem of Elliot. There's a sexy sex scene. Um, and uh, yeah, and then Julia gets Katie to help her with some shit. And uh, they bring Marina back to life, too. Yeah. It's a busy episode.
0: Yeah, real busy.
1: Real busy. I love, I feel like the episodes, there's either, like, nothing going on or, like, or way, way too much. much.
0: Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. You can time yourself. Oh, okay. I myself? Okay. are you okay. going to okay.
1: you gonna give it to me? Why don't okay. you give it to me? Russell, Russell. <laughs> Okay, ready, set, go.
0: So Quentin is in the retreat and he's healing. And when he was going to wake up, he was going to discover that Alice is dead and he's sad and he's going to meet Penny and they're going to go to a quest to find the White Lady and he's going to realize that Alice cannot come back. Margot and Elliot are discovering that being monarchs sucks and they go back to Brakebill. Well, they were monarchs, but now they are not because it's Todd. And uh, Elliot has a sexy sex sex, sex moment, like you said, and... um, Julia is trying to find help, so she so go to Katie, who is in a drug den, and they, uh, they, they brought back Marina. But before of that, Margo and Julia confront each other, and it's super real, and also I ship them. So yeah, that's what happened.
1: Oh, I gave you 40 seconds by accident. Okay. You're welcome. you Hufflepuff.
0: It's okay, I could, I could plug my ship, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: oh, why don't you shut that off now? Yeah. So. <laughs> The first note I have is our surgeon has the biggest dick <laughs> because, no, it's actually like and then later, Fenn is talking about how huge Elliot is yeah. and I'm like, how I was thinking about how we judge people based on their penis size. All the time. Um, and that weird, okay, so here, I'm going to give some TMI right now. I think it's really interesting that everyone's like, oh, big dick. I do not like them. They are too much work. Don't like them not a fan Mm -hmm. and I think it's interesting that people are always like oh that means masculinity and that means this," because there are many people who do not prefer
0: oh it's like breasts yeah Mm -hmm.
1: but like I think that's so interesting that it's like this equivalent of masculinity because actually it was interesting I don't know if I was I don't honestly I have no idea what I was watching you know what I think I was reading something in Cosmo so this (laughs) can tell you how long ago this was but it was about someone who actually did have like a really large penis and like had trouble getting yeah. laid because, because of it. it was yeah because it's like too big but i think it's i don't know i just thought that was funny that there was this weird connection and that's like the first thing
0: i i i wrote it too also but the fact that like elliot don't judge her it's just like yes always like okay it's a funny moment blah 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 but you we're gonna start to notice that especially with um Margot, but Elliot does, does that too, that they use joke when the thing become too serious. Yeah, they
1: use them as a coping mechanism. Exactly,
0: so. but like, and I think the lack of judgment of Elliot, like saying like, yes, he has a big dick, is also recognizing that Margot is dealing with her grief the way she's she's doing. Yeah. And I think like, um, yeah, I think like, the, the, I, ne- I never understood why Elliot was like, Jesus Christ, that's not the moment. Because uh, when, uh, instead, but next in season four, spoiler alert, uh, when Quentin died and Elliot comes back to Fillory, Margot cracks a joke. And after that, she's like, oh, my God, sorry, I shouldn't have joked. Like, yeah. she know now boundary about when it's... When but even cr- then,
1: you could tell Elliot's just, like, totally somewhere else dissociating. He was just doing this, like, s- totally empty nod. Like, like, he doesn't say, like, yeah, he's a big dick. Yeah. He's just, like, I'm doing it right now, like, you can see me. But he just does this very, like, yeah. hollow nod. Like,
0: yeah. I you know. uh, see. For me, the first thing I, I wrote was definitions of judgment. Mm-hmm. The first one I have is the ability to make considered decision or come to sensible conclusion, mm-hmm. or a misfortune or calamity view as divine punishment.
1: Oh, like like uh, the wrath of God. Exactly, like judgment day, ju- like divine judgment. And uh, mm-hmm. Alice's
0: death can be seen as a judgment from a divine. Yeah purpose because basically ember let it happen Mm. but also the wellspring being found is like is a divine punishment punishment Mm -hmm. because like now they have to deal with that, and they're fucked. Cause like it takes several systems to drain it, gross. And it's still found, and because of that, like Earth and Filari have problem with
1: magic. Too. Also, Margot's shady judgment of being like we talked about this, just fish it out with a net.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, fair. But but like the fact that like both of those who, are, who seem like as first armless. Well, not not for Alice, but like okay, Alice died. And then, oh, and we're like, fat, like soiled the wellspring. Mm-hmm. Ended up being made by a god, or at least like mm-hmm. a god chosen it to be to happen. So I find I find the, I don't know I like this uh, little hint of this the second meaning of the judgment.
1: Yeah, no, I didn't actually think about that. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. The the uh, second thing that I noticed after the dicks was. <laughs> <laughs> um, was when margo's talking about or excuse me when elliot's talking about building the statue Mm -hmm. and margo's like that's irresponsible with money you should not do that um and also the the conversation, the, like, so A, the, like, that's irresponsible, like, I'm judging you for, like, wanting to ignore all of the actual problems in this world and, like, make a statue of someone. And, like, B, that, like, whole she's not her friend conversation.
0: Yeah, I, I have a lot of to say about mm-hmm. that. The first is that, um, Elliot's grief and guilt. Like, mm-hmm. because basically, it's a scene that they didn't put in the first season, and I'm sad that they cut it down, mm-hmm. but in the, in the library... Uh, Elliot was like, Oh, uh, like I don't remember, so it didn't count with uh, with Quentin. And Alice is like, No, it counts. And I thought you were my friend. Mm. And Elliot is really like eaten by that. Uh, yeah. So I think for him, like this grief and this uh, this guilt clouds his judgment at the moment. He mm. doesn't care about anything else. He's it, just, I don't feel good and I need to fix that part of my life. Yeah. You know? Also, um, well, first Margot is really quick to sort out to violence when they she learned that they don't have money. Oh, we're gonna break legs! What the fuck? <laughs> I'm judging her for that, uh, but also that uh, like she's harsh for saying that Salen, Salen. She's harsh for saying that Alice is not their friend, but she considers her a friend. It's just that. It's easier to say no, she wasn't, mm-hmm. and distance mm-hmm. herself from the grief. Yeah. That accept, accepting, it. it's it's another way of uh, of deflecting her pain. Her pain, and she snapped back at Elliot to make like make better decision because she's like, okay, he's not there, so I have to distance myself from the pain and be the ruler. Elliot can't yeah. right now. And I think, like, I always judge Margot for being like, no, she's not. Because like, I'm like, what a bitch. <laughs> but I really think that she cared for Alice. And she was just unable to cope with her emotion because she's Margot.
1: <clears throat> I also think that there's a moment later on where it's sort of the same theme comes up where Julia says, you don't have friends. You just have people mm, who are that's of afraid my favorite, of you.
0: That's one of my favorite part of the episode.
1: Yeah, and I think that... That really strikes Margot and it takes her a minute to think about it. And I wonder how that affects how, what she said about Alice earlier. You know what I mean? Because well, like, you can tell there's stuff going on in her brain in Yeah, that because, moment.
0: like, basically, uh, Margot judged Julia for mm-hmm. being a hedge witch super fast. Oh, yeah. And losing Alice because of that. But... When Julia replies back and Ju- Judge Margot even harsher, I think that's that's when Margot gets the claps that nobody gives her back. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why Margot and Julia are a good combination because they're 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 able to like talk to each other and see the truth.
1: M- Margulia.
0: Margulia. Jargo. 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 Well,
1: that sounds jar-go- like Jarvis.
0: I, I think I, did, I like Jargo.
1: Margulia.
0: No. Uh, and Marge
1: also, can it just be and Marge and also
0: I, I, like that's what I wrote after this Julia judging Margo made not want to build a statue for Alice and I think it is because she realized oh my god I didn't like uh, Julia say I don't have friends but then when I was presented with Alice was her friend I said no yeah so I think like that like oh my god I'm distancing myself from everyone and she's gonna be kinder to Quentin after yes. that yes
1: I have another prep- proposition okay Marlia
0: Okay, tweet us uh, your decision. Marlia for...
1: or Jargo or Mar or Margulia.
0: I hate this one. <laughs> it, it sounds like a venereal disease.
1: That's rude. <laughs> you sound like a venereal disease. What?
0: Okay, uh, let's go back to the beginning. Uh, can we talk about just the line since when you're Hillary Clinton? Because I freaking I love, love that, that line. S- that oh, is perfect, especially knowing that like. With, like,
1: what when it was? Yeah, it was like, written during in twenty fifteen. Yeah. And
0: like she was not in the run yet. And like from Oh no? No. Uh, like it was the, the, the year she be, she entered the run, basically. She entered oh, the run yeah. in twenty sixteen.
1: So, so she was in the running.
0: Well uh, by the time it was aired it was in January, so maybe. Because when they, okay. they wrote it down it was like six months before in June oh, twenty fifteen. Okay, okay, okay. So maybe not. I
1: watched it later than it aired, so yeah.
0: And, I, like, if it was not like, it was in the air or it was closed, but the fact that, like, basically Hillary Clinton made history now by mm-hmm. it being the first female trying to get, get to the presidency, and now we know that Margot ended up being High King, mm-hmm. which is kind of the president of the world. I, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I yeah, even was elected there. by the people. I, mm-hmm. I like this idea of, um, of like, a mirror effect that was not intended by the writer because they didn't even know the... Yeah. What will happen, Uh, but yeah.
1: Speaking of the writers, something that I am judging them for is the fact that we just put some skin on Quentin's arm and then forget that he has a wooden shoulder. It makes me angry. I'm judging you because that's some ableism right there. We could have had some representation, and then we're just like, never mind. You're back to quote-unquote normal.
0: Yeah, I, I wrote that. That like this. This is a way to like avoid judgment over prosthetic, blah blah blah. But truly, it's because they don't want to have like to, to put
1: pay a, for to,
0: to, to have to paint that every single episode. Um, but
1: I'm still judging them for it.
0: Oh yeah, that's t- like that's totally because uh, there are,
1: you could make a make a freaking prosthetic.
0: And also like that's totally a business reason and not a,
1: a, a writing reason. A writing
0: reason, which is a problem.
1: And I mean, it happened. Like I get it. Listen, it's a yeah. lot of money. If there's a lot of like, I don't know, I don't. I have never made or produced a TV show, so and they I didn't can-
0: have a lot of money in that yes. one.
1: but still, stop tapping your papers. You're gonna have to edit that out. You're gonna hate it. She's gonna hate it bonus content um, but yeah I, I hate when they make decisions for business reasons and I mean also it's frustrating too uh, sort of like what happened in season f- I mean we don't really know exactly what happened in season 4 but unfortunately when when uh, there's actor related reasons that characters have to be written out or character, you know it's yeah. frustrating as a watcher as a viewer well
0: yeah it's, uh, we know that uh, they made this big deal about Ireland McAllister because that first like we have to hide from her, we have to, mm-hmm. but that the why we didn't see her in season four, that's because she's doing like this big role in another <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Or like why we don't see Ariel. That's yep. because she's in Siren. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. And so, so it can be frustrating what, yeah. as a viewer. It's easy for us to sit here and judge and be like, "Oh, you did this for like that was a stupid writing choice, blah blah blah." But there's so many moving parts to making, yeah. especially TV shows. Movies are different. Yes. TV shows, it's it's hard because everyone's doing a lot of different stuff between seasons and there's, you know, stuff that we're not seeing. Yeah. Um,
0: it's different and when you're like a, Yeah, when yeah. you're a steady actor, it's different cuz yes. like they have to be there. Yes. When you're like just a, a character actor, like uh, like that, yeah, I, I agree, but, like, that's why it's, like, it's it's hard for me to just judge the text, and that's why, like, Divina isn't interesting yeah. in that point, because, like, we look a bit more at the text and less at the circumstance that brought mm-hmm. that decision into the text.
1: Well, and I think also because you have a background in cinema, you're probably thinking more about that yeah. stuff than other people are, yeah. because, like, even me, right, I mean, I know some things, but I I don't, you know, I've never been in a tv show i've never produced a tv show Me neither. i've watched tv shows but,
0: <laughs> but I, mean, I know you the, have production the background yes
1: exactly um but anyway
0: I'll, um so we're gonna go with elliot um elliot i like elliot in the beginning of the episode because mm-hmm. he's panicking because he thought he would be dead yep it's part of him this is i love that
1: elliot thought he would be dead
0: <laughs> <laughs> no but like in dissociating that much and being like, oh, we have to talk think about Alice and I have to talk about her. That's because like you thought he would be dead and mm-hmm. then he woke up and he's not dead and fuck now I'm a I'm a king. And I have to end all things that I didn't want
1: to. Okay, also, Fogg's shady-ass judgment of just being like, what the fuck did you think was going to happen? You're a goddamn adult. Deal with it. But, I, but I, then being like, I'll help you, but first being like, you're an adult. Fucking deal with yeah, it. But
0: yeah, uh, but, like, Fogg is the parental figure that Elliot never had. Like, Which is...
1: The, un, yeah. Okay, you know your parents are fucked up when Fogg is a good parental figure. <laughs> fucking Fog. Fogg.
0: But I love that. Like, he called that, like, oh, you have earth privilege just walking in and I coming. love that like it, and like as a black person saying that as a black blind person saying that it has this resonance like that we're like whoa yeah you know? but also that is like dude like you're yeah. dumb
1: I also like that. I'm gonna
0: make you grow up and like even say we might go like ew we grow up
1: I like the specific that the specific line is that reeks of earth privilege yes
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and I think like the the I have this problem, too, that he's scared of growing up and all the decision it makes him to have to be. But for him, the decisions are are not like what kind of insurance I'm going to have, but more like how do I make sure magic is not dead? (laughs) You know?
1: So, so, um, I want to shift up Penny a little bit, if that's okay.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, I think it's interesting when, in the beginning, when Penny goes to the centaur, who, okay y'all this fucked us up that actor is in (laughs) sabrina and we were watching sabrina and we were like who is this man and then we were like oh my god it's the centaur but like it took us
0: half an episode it took us a really long time and i had to go to on on imdb because we couldn't yeah we couldn't figure
1: it out but anyway (laughs) good acting we couldn't figure out who you were because you're a good actor
0: and you are half a horse
1: i mean is it really half because I feel like it's three quarters let, horse.
0: Let, let's not go into <laughs> centaur semantic.
1: Centaur semantic. That's fun to say. Centi- semantic. Cent Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> okay. So when Penny goes to the centaur, um, and the centaur is like, "Don't! I can't believe you fucked with that guy. That was fucking dumb." Yeah. Like this judgment but, of like,
0: yeah, but also like him judging the guy because basically like that saying like, oh, I've seen people like that in New York. They're like just scammers, blah blah blah. Yep. And that's because of that that he got yep cursed that because like because of his damn attitude and his judgment. Yeah. Yeah. But I also like that people were like, oh, dude, don't like you're dumb.
1: Yeah. <laughs> For sure. And then um... <laughs> oh, I don't even. I don't even know what context this was in. I just wrote Penny judging Q. I feel like that's always...
0: <laughs> uh, basically, probably when he arrived, because we see Penny before that. I want to go there where uh, he appears, where Margot is, to- is stealing a uh, living clay, and he appears in the-, the room, and you say like, dude, I was, like, in two words, I didn't have oxygen, blah, blah, blah. And we see his face, like, changing from happiness that we beat the beast to, like, yeah dread that he... And Margot, there's no judgment of, like this wave of emotion in front Mm -hmm. of Margot, which usually she would like Mm -hmm. pin on him. You know, but I think she understands. But then after that, yeah, Margot basically sending to the retreat and basically the two see each other and Quentin just learned about um, Julia's death, that we're gonna return it Mm -hmm. to that moment. And that's when they they talk about, uh, they like snapped at each other because they don't know how to behave together. (laughs) Penny is good for asking help. Which is true, because, like, he, basically, like, he's, he asked for help to Margot like, I'm fucked with my hand, what do I do? He's going to ask help for Quentin to, hmm. to go, uh, to, to cut his hand, <clears throat> and which is one of the funniest scene ever. And he's going ask, <laughs> to ask QL to get in the flying forest, which I like. Yeah. For someone that said, don't give a fuck, gives a lot of them. He
1: gives some fucks.
0: Yeah, a lot of them.
1: I still don't remember why it was about Penny judging Quentin, though.
0: Oh well. Um, oh, and uh, um, oh, both Q and Penny be caring because they don't know how to grieve without blaming the other and judging someone. That's mm-hmm. what I wrote. Mm-hmm. That's what I was trying to find. Uh, is another way to um, n- like deflect the, the the grief and the guilt that they feel towards what happened to Alice. It's easier to say like, "Oh, you fucked my girlfriend." Yeah, but you fucked yeah the other dude before blah blah it's either, either mm-hmm. easier to say that to say like hey we made a choice and it happened that i was because of it you know
1: i one of the other reasons that i wish that we could have seen more of quentin not just have some quick fix to his shoulder uh-huh. is that i like the idea like not that i like the idea but i would have liked to explore or seen quentin explore more that idea of like when you suffer a serious injury and that feeling like maybe this is divine judgment or divine punishment yeah. or maybe this, like, what did I do? You know what I mean? Like, when you feel guilty about stuff or when you feel like there was a, re- like, when you try to rationalize that there's reasons for something. Like, I would have liked to, I mean, I feel like it was just, like, snap, snap, quick fix. Yeah,
0: that, that's the thing. Like, she's like, okay, we're going to put you in rehab. And like we see that he has problem doing a crossbow because of his arm, and then Penny is like, "Oh, there's a spell for that. You don't need to rehab, you know." And I'm like, "Penny, that's not why he was doing." Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, uh, ableism in shows is a whole another podcast.
0: Oh yeah, but, but it
1: frustrates me when they put it in there and then they just like what go over it
0: yeah I think we're gonna see like two two times after that we're mm-hmm. gonna talk about it two times yep
1: and then and then you forget about it yep. um I also think it's really important that they go to a fucking bodega because Cat hates bodegas and when they said bodega I wrote bodega because okay a bodega is a corner store in New York I City it. it's what we call them and Kat hates that word yeah so I just wanted to bring it up
0: <laughs> um I just want to continue with Q and Penny while mm-hmm. we're ha- uh, with them um, that like they go to uh, first Penny has this awareness of who he is because you say like you want me to kill a to to, a, to a kill a white lady or whatever do you know how, how many people get shot because no, of that
1: no he says when people like me get people like me get killed for saying like shit so like that, that something like, like that
0: oh my god he's so right like meanwhile for me it was just a slim sim- but like I like this awareness of like. Yeah oh it's just a phrase and Penny judging him from like do you know who you're talking to <laughs> and like you have to be more aware and me and we see Q in a racist as well because like when they don't know who they are and you say oh you must be my lackey my servant yeah and I'm like
1: my manservant yeah
0: and they say like dude that's racist because like uh, yeah it is
1: <laughs> I also like when Quentin is trying to, when he doesn't remember who he is and he's trying to judge himself based on his outfit, he's like, it must be an adventurer. Yeah, I have a bow and an adventurer's outfit.
0: But honestly, that's that's a good way to try to find who you are when you don't know and you look at yourself. I mean.
1: But I mean, I like, I think about how we judge others that way. Yeah. Like, like sometimes it's a fun game, not like as a judgment thing. Like I'll look at people on the Metro and I'll be like, "Ooh, this person's a businesswoman. She's trying to get to the top of the company. Like I'll look yeah, at people yeah, yeah. and I'll just like make stories for them.
0: <laughs> and um, uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about uh, with Quentin is um, the whole white lady thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, why the solution for everything this season? It get ripped of your your shade. <laughs> anyway, but the fact that the white lady they didn't like said like, oh, he's just one of the ordinary. But when you refuse to get his shade ripped, she judged him a shop and judged you to be less than that. Yeah. Like she like started to like, okay, you're the real deal, you know? And um <clears throat> basically Q gave up on everything and judged himself for everything that happened in season mm-hmm. one and to now now and is that's why he's giving up. You see, like all the judgment I've made of not talking to Julia, of not help and not helping her and uh, like uh being with Alice and cheating on or of losing Alice or blah blah blah. I think that's why he gave up. He's like it's it's like this inner judgment of himself and it's easier to give up than try to face your problems.
1: Totally. I also, I mean, I feel like it was probably just a last resort and like a last hope thing, but I am judging Quentin hard for not knowing that that wish would not be able to be fulfilled. Like I'm sure it was one last desperate hope, but like I
0: think it was. That's
1: that. the rule of wishes. You can never bring anyone back to life. Haven't you watched TV? Haven't you read books? You know Fillory better than anyone. You should know that.
0: Well, so, they don't. They never. They never <laughs> talked about that in the Fillory and
1: Fretters. But like, it just feels like like I. I
0: know. I know. I, I, I
1: feel I like the amount of hope he held out was like more than. Oh, it's desperate realistic. hope. It's yeah.
0: desperate hope. I, I think. And uh, I think that-
1: Also, come with a backup wish, you dipshit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean- You could've
1: gotten like free cake forever or something. (laughs) Ugh,
0: cake. Do you have anything to say about Q and Penny or uh, Margot and Elliot? Because I have a bit more about Margot and Elliot. The only thing
1: I really had to say about Elliot was the judgment of Todd. Yes, and this desperate hatred of like I gotta like this is now more important is like I gotta get my fake kingdom back.
0: Well, yeah, that's that. that was a that's was I what I wanted to talk about about the oh I have to regain my my kingdom and Marco's like you have an
1: you have a actual, actual fucking ki-
0: kingdom <laughs> and, and like the fact that um, Todd said like oh it's about the uh, I'm, like they like me with the new me and and like uh, it's super judgy that he's mm-hmm. copying it, but. Ellie, oh, you yeah. did the same thing. You did the fucking same thing. <laughs> and I think that's why he's so mad, because he sees himself and he judges yeah. himself. Of like,
1: yeah, please. So it's self-judgment, self, judgment, self yeah, hatred Yeah, and like, please
0: tell me I'm not, I don't look like that. Yeah, and you don't. No, you're prettier.
1: Cat <laughs> <laughs> just looked off no, into I the was sunset. Think,
0: I, I was thinking of, this, uh, of the sex scene and um, uh, how it's hot to have sex in both worlds.
1: Okay. Oh, here's here's some (laughs) here's some judgment from from me. Uh, The idea that infidelity is okay because your spouse or boyfriend is somewhere else.
0: Oh my god.
1: I'm sorry, but like. That's some hardcore judgment from me because, like, it is okay to have open relationships. It is okay to be polyamorous. It is okay to sleep with other people with consent. Exactly. Okay? There was no consent on – or it was implied that there was no consent on either part of of that. And that made me really angry this idea that it's sexy and, like, okay to cheat on someone. Yeah. And, like, Elliot, you just fucking went through this. Yep. Where you – just cheated you abetted in someone cheating on someone else and it shit hit the fan and you're still feeling guilty about it and now you're going to go and cheat on your wife yeah and we never really talk about that and i don't think fan ever really learns about I that i don't
0: think she knows that it happened no. and like like also we can talk about the racism of latinos being fuckboys boys and lovers
1: mm. but also i would
0: like to the talk- pool boy can we talk about the welter tournament because i want to know what happened <laughs> who won get out what country? How, what was the, like, was it like a treasure Wizard tournament? Cause there's like, <laughs> no, but there's this big thing in the book where there's a tour tournament and Quentin is in it and it's really cool. It's
1: like a big deal. Oh,
0: yeah. And like, I'm, I'm sad that they just talked about it. Like, oh, I'm here for the wheelchair tournament. Okay, but I wanna know more. It was
1: just an excuse to have a sex scene.
0: Yeah, but. <laughs> and also, like, why putting someone from another country like and having this whole thing of like oh i'm here for the welter Tour tournament if you will never touch it
1: yeah it's true why wasn't it just well i guess because it had to be someone that elliot didn't know because he's just slept with everyone
0: well yeah but he was not there for the new 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 uh He could have been a first year it could have just been a first year yeah yeah that's fair so yeah but i agree that uh uh if Fan will have been okay, or if uh, the guy, yeah. Xavier, I think Javier, uh, will have, will like, oh, I, I, my, my boyfriend is in another country, but we have an open uh, polyamor relationship. Okay, that's a different than he's elsewhere and he doesn't know, so it's okay.
1: Yeah, and I don't like that that's never touched upon. I don't like that. I don't like when infidelity is made to look sexy. Yeah. Um, it frustrates me. And also, like, when you miss out on opportunities to talk about things like open relationships yeah. or polyamory or whatever. Like, yeah. and you don't have to go into a big discussion about it. And people will be like, that's not sexy. But, like, yeah, it, it like, is Like, se- why
0: uh, our relationships, totally relationship what, four years old now? Nearly five. Oh, what
1: a baby. Oh. Our relationship's in kindergarten.
0: Soon. Clemence, oh my god, my niece. Uh- <laughs> our relationship
1: is as old as our niece, yeah. so I'm always like, our niece, when she's like, they'll be like, oh, Clemence is going into kindergarten. I'm like, oh, our relationship's in kindergarten. <laughs>
0: but uh, the fact that, like, why we, for three, four years, we worked, that's because there was trust that even if we were apart, that you will not cheat on me and I will not cheat on you. And the fact that a lot of people don't have this trust and that's why a lot of people break up.
1: And also the idea that if that was ever going to change, we would have a conversation about it, you know? Um, And I just, yeah, so that, I I judge the writers for that and that frustrates me.
0: Well, we see that like they've been evolving towards polyamory. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, unless you're some people who will just say it's not polyamory even though it's polyamory.
0: (laughs) But like we see that, we can see... I value
1: your opinion, but you're wrong
0: and we can see that in the writing that they're getting more into the lgbtq discourse uh so i'm like yes it's easy to shit when they do bad thing but let's also uh when when we're gonna see good things that they do let's try to do yeah when they do it yeah
1: (laughs) they're not there yet
0: no they're not there yet (laughs)
1: Hey y'all just a quick little moment to thank all of our patrons especially elliot just thank you so so much for uh your generous donations that they help us to do things like record in a studio right now which makes us feel very fancy and probably makes your ears happy um so if you're able to uh we would just really really appreciate any and all donations you're able to give uh, and of course just uh spread the word thanks so much guys
0: go to fil- patreon.com
1: dash United or just go on Patreon and search Florians United because
0: we're the only one yep. whispering
1: <laughs> okay bye
0: bye and let's uh, finally talk about uh, Katie and Julia
1: yeah that's first
0: we- I want to give a big hug to Katie and not judge her for not, uh, not judge her for where she was when we found her. Well, that's
1: the first thing Julia says. Yeah. If you think I'm judging you, I'm not. And Katie says, I'm judging myself.
0: Yeah, and I, I find that grand of Julia because it would have been easy to have the survivor Vogel guilt and the why were not you there for me because that's basically what she did to Quentin.
1: Well, and also the judgment of like where she was at. Like, yeah. I don't think, and I really don't think she was just saying that. Like, it really seemed like, she's like, we have bigger fish to fry. I don't care if you were on drugs, whatever. I'm but helping also, you. But also, like, you know? l-
0: let's talk about the fact that uh, Julia was raped because of Katie. But she, she made that choice. Yes, and I, I'm I know.
1: not f- I am not saying that, that she's her.
0: No, f- no, no, no. I'm but always... like, she put herself in front of yes. Renard to save Katie. But it was never, like, and she never does that in any of the season. I was raped to save you. She never. She
1: never holds it against no, her.
0: Never. Ever, because at this point, Julia, like you said, like Julia made a choice, mm-hmm. and she owns it. And yeah. I find that, and like we, Julia has a lot of pr- of the problem and and things to talk about in season two. But for this part, we see that Julia is not a bad person.
1: Yeah. You got Jules.
0: Also, best bitches. <laughs>
1: Um, so the
0: judgment is like best bitches.
1: So Kat <laughs> stumbled upon once yes. best bitches heart keychains and bought them for us. Just came back from like some store and was like, "Here you go." It
0: like you find them
1: ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: uh, what else do I have? Oh, uh, the fact that uh, well, we talk about the fact that um, that Julia uh, that well that Julia uh, and Margot have this argument, mm-hmm. but I was wondering, did, did Katie see it?
1: Oh, in the mirror.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was oh, never, it's like,
0: never, and that
1: She probably would have, unless like, she just, like, happened to go pee in, in those couple of minutes.
0: I don't know, and I, I, I don't know what an impact it would have been on Jules and on Margot. Mm. And, like, the opinion of Katie on Margot, and, like, you know, like, I yeah. I, I wish we would have talked a bit more about yeah. that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's been off
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right
1: so uh, do you want to do Lectio Divina? yeah let's do it um so first of all uh so we're doing Lectio Divina which is a monastic practice um from back in the day and uh yeah basically it's four steps so the first step we're gonna talk about what's literally happening in the show Mm -hmm. the second step we're going to uh think of any stories or things that it might make us think of. Third step is thinking about what it reminds us of in our own lives. And the fourth step is thinking about what we are called to do based on the conversation that was brought forth yeah. um, from thinking about this sentence. So uh, without further ado, let's, let's read that sentence again.
0: We are magicians. Let's build it ourselves.
1: Okay. So what's, what's literally happening? Do you know? Oh yeah. I just was going
0: to, no, go. Oh,
1: okay. I'll tell you. Um, so Basically, it's when they're talking about... So after Elliot has initially been like, let's build a statue of Alice. And Margot's like, that's a stupid idea. She's not even our friend. We don't have the money. We have bigger problems. And then later on in the episode, um, she's like, let's build... Margot's like, let's build it. And Elliot's like, but we don't have the money. And she's like, we're magicians. We'll build it ourselves. Perfect. Yeah. Um, So what about you? What does that make you think of any stories...
0: Hmm.
1: I have one if you don't,
0: if you uh, need a minute. I don't know why, and it's super vague, so I want you to walk me through it. Okay. I'm thinking of Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark. Yeah.
1: Building an Ark.
0: Well, it's the idea of, like, we have to build it ourselves to save ourselves. And, mm. like, to, like, basically he had... Like
1: doing the work uh, yourself. Yeah,
0: and people were like, oh, you can do it. And he's like, yeah, but I have to and I will. Hmm. Why did that came to my mind? I don't know, mm. but here it is.
1: That's okay. Here's. I love like m- Judy Vina. <laughs> Here's mine. So in, in the original version of Puffs, which is a play about Hufflepuffs, um, there was a line that was later cut when they they were telling the story of the Puffs, and they have you know all of the heads of the. And not the heads of houses, but the founders. Founders yes. of the houses. Salazar Slytherin and, and uh, Godric Gryffindor. Right, they're all there. But you know, and Helga Hufflepuff. Was
0: now was because we didn't mention
1: it. Now we need Ravenclaw because we've said them all.
0: I said Serredegg because it's in French. Serredegg. Excusez-moi. Serredegg. It's Ravenclaw in French.
1: No, I reject that. Okay. Um, Puffsuff right mm-hmm. wait, wait. Mm-hmm. okay we'll talk about this later this <laughs> bonus content is the french hogwarts house uh anyway so all of the um all of the founders are there and they're like telling this like it's a little puppet show so envision you know your little hogwarts and your little the little hand puppets for each of the each of the hogwarts mm-hmm. uh people and it's like and they're and they're like and they started building a ca- and so they decided they had all of this magic and they, so they should start a school so they started building a castle and then they realize, we're wizards, and they magic the castle into existence. <laughs> <laughs> it just made me think of like this little moment in the play, yeah. where it's like, oh, we have to build it. And then we're like, wait a minute, we're wizards.
0: Well, it's a bit, uh, let's keep, in, keep it eye uh, with Harry Potter, because this episode is weirdly Harry Potter heavy, but <laughs> when uh, uh, Hermione, in the first book, say like, oh, we need fire, and Ron is like, you're a witch. <laughs> and she's like, oh, right. And she does, she do Um Because, like, she's so used to the Muggle way. You're so used to, like, doing your yeah. way that, like, you forgot. Oh, yeah, I have magic power.
1: So, um, for the third step, what does it remind you of in your life? It's making me think of yesterday. My friends and I um, did an escape room. We did a serial killer themed escape Ooh. room. And I did this thing that I do... Where I was just trying way too hard. As always. Like, the clues. Like, we were, like, looking and thinking about ridiculously complex things. And, like, it was just, like, there were pieces of letters written on the wall. And you had to, like, like we needed a code. Uh, there was a lock that was letters Mm -hmm. and the different part like there would be like part of an r and then the other part would be over here and you had to like stand in the right place so that it would line up and meanwhile they they put a bunch of like red herrings in the room like things to throw us off and we were like looking at serial numbers on the pillowcase we were looking at like you know there was a (laughs) pair of shoes we were like i think there's something written in the sole of the shoe we were like going so you know it, it just makes me think about when you're trying and then there's a problem and you're trying to think so hard of a solution that like the obvious answer is right there and Mm -hmm. you're just like
0: no it's this serial number
1: (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh what does it make you think about in your life
0: uh for me is that i forget often the things i'm able to and mm. I, I need to be reminded, and it's not in a needy way, it's a, I devaluate myself and I don't believe in myself way. Of mm-hmm. uh, I need people to tell me I'm good at stuff. Mm-hmm. Or I need to, people to read and say like, oh, it's not bad. Or doing my edits and having reblogs, and it's vain and I know it, <laughs> but like when I don't get reblogs, I'm sad. Or like when uh, we don't get people participating in stuff, I'm sad, yeah. but also like when, like set, I'm always surprised when people participate or we had guests or, um, like the what happened with my D and D book where I say I'm oh, gonna ask a hundred dollar and I and ended up having the amazing two thousand, yeah, uh, a lot. because you guys are just so supportive of me and Seth was like, uh, yeah, and I was like, no, because I don't take that for granted, but also yeah. sometimes I don't, I t- don't take it for granted and so much that. I don't think I have it even if I have it and I have to own that to myself a bit more. So yeah, that's what it makes me think.
1: Yeah, I like that. And um, maybe the reminder that it's okay to ask for that and to need that.
0: But that, that that's the thing also is because I, I know I'm getting a popular blog, but also I don't want to be the kind of popular blog that knows it's a popular blog. Mm-hmm. So she sits on it yeah like i really try to be a popular blog that brings positivity and everyone together and i'm making like an effort to not be that blog yeah and not taking it for granted is part of it Mm -hmm. but sometimes also i don't trust that people will be there for me yeah they are and
1: people love you get out okay bye (laughs) (laughs) um so as far as what I feel called to do,
0: which is a fourth step,
1: yes. Um, I don't know. I'm thinking, thinking about how, going off of what I was talking about about like sometimes trying too hard and overthinking things. Mm-hmm. Sometimes remembering that like the easiest solution is sometimes the best solution. Yeah, and it doesn't always require overthinking. And also, it makes me think about how sometimes. I'm thinking about finances because I'm thinking about the idea of like, oh, we don't have enough money to build a statue and then that's it. Like, so the answer is no. Um, Like the idea that like, I can ask other people for help, like we are talking about with Penny, right? Like, I can go to my mom and be like, hey, I'm having a financial problem, like, can you help me? Or, like, do you have any other ideas of how, right, oh, you can take out a loan, oh, you can do this, you can do that, um, you have savings bonds, whatever. So the idea that you can ask ask for help, yeah.
0: Yeah, it just made me realize that, basically, that's exactly what Quentin does. Okay. Of, like, oh, Alice can come back, I'm giving up.
1: Oh, he doesn't problem-solve.
0: Yeah, like, I'm giving up, and it's going to be him having to see Alice to make him bring back and find a solution, and he does. Yeah. So you just made me, like... Yeah. But, but I, I agree that... Oh, oh my, sorry, microphones. <laughs> um, yeah, that uh, there's always... A, and I, I kind of think like that a lot. Yeah. And I'm usually
1: the problem-solving one, and Cat is the all-or-nothing one. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, anxiety... Eh? <laughs> uh,
0: oh, my God, that was so Canadian. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All of a sudden, you have the maple syrup hit? in your hand.
0: <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> so what about you? What do you feel called to do?
0: Uh, I think first I need to... I, I'm called to uh, remind myself that I'm worth it. Yes. Uh, stop thinking black and white like we were talking, but also remind other people. Um, I've been trying to do that lately because uh, many of my friends are in hard parts of their life right mm-hmm. now. Um like mental health-wise or health-wise. Uh, health yeah, physical health. And that sometimes, like, they get depressed. I had, uh, we have a friend um, that just learned that she might have cancer. And that, like, she was, like, freaking out. But then she she used the downtime that she has because she cannot work to write. And mm. I took time to tell her that I was pride, proud of her because when I got sick, I stopped to do anything creative. And that's yeah. what really made me have depression. But the fact that, like... She's doing it while mm-hmm. being sick is part of why I think she has a better spirit. But like having taking time to say like, hey, I see what you're doing and I'm proud of you. Coming from a friend sometime it's important. Yeah. And I think I wanna do that more.
1: I love that. Alright, it's time for our flower and our vase.
0: Oh yeah, I forgot about that.
1: <laughs> I didn't. For once. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um I'm trying to think so. Today I think I don't, I don't know why this is coming to me, but I want to give my flower to the centaur for, like, knowing his limits. He's like, hey, that's a thing I can't mess with. Like, I need to protect myself and my job. Mm-hmm. Like, if I help you, I might end up messing up myself. And, like, that's a line for me. Like, yeah. I can't. I don't think it's a selfish. Some people might argue that that's a selfish thing. But, <laughs> like, I think that self-preservation is important. Yep. And um, it kind of reminds me, it reminded me of the idea that if, like, as someone I'm certified in first aid uh, and CPR, and, like, if there's blood, I am never obligated to touch anyone's blood. Yep. Right? Like, if I don't have proper protection, I'm not obligated to help someone because I could get ill from a blood-borne disease. Um, and it, remi- it reminded me of that. Um, so good for you for knowing your boundaries, Centaur. Does he have a name? Probably. Ferenz. Ferenz. I'm being, now I'm being racist against Centaurs. <laughs> uh, they're all named Forens. This is a very Harry Potter-centric episode. It's so
0: <laughs> Harry Potter-centric. We should do a, a, a show. Crossover. Like, no, just like watching Harry Potter and talk about it. Like, there's not like ten podcasts about that already. <laughs> uh,
1: get out. Um, and then my vase. Um, I kind of want to give it... Oh, it's a little hard. I kind of want to give it to Quentin. Okay. For just like... I don't know, and it's hard because, like, he's grieving and whatever, but, like, just for giving up and not just, like, sitting for a second and fucking, like, asking for help from your friends or some shit. Mm-hmm. Just being like, well, oh, whatever, just send me home.
0: Especially when Elliot when, oh, say like, please come back.
1: Yeah. Like, your friends are there for you, and, like, there's only as... As the friend of many people who have depression and anxiety... It's hard when you're like, I'm giving all that I can to let you know that I'm there for you, and then you're still not coming to me. It's like, I want to be there for you. Yeah. And he has a support system, um, and he's not using it. And Mm -hmm. that's frustrating to me. So, Vase.
0: I want to give my... uh, My... Flower. Flower to Julia Mm -hmm. for not judging Katie for never... Because she's really judgmental and harsh... (laughs) Towards the other kids of breakbills. yeah, and she never is with Katie, and she understands where she comes from by knowing her mother, yeah. But also like, oh, you you have like you're a drug addict. Oh, I'm gonna help you and not talk about the fact that you're a drug addict. I just like I'm gonna give you what you need to get out of it. And for that, uh, not a lot of people do that.
1: Mm. And
0: like, it's not a, like it's never a, a, a narrative points that like. Um, Oh, I I got you out of the den, uh, or like you owe me. It's never yeah, like that.
1: Yeah, I love and that.
0: And just for that, like it takes maturity.
1: Yeah, for so, sure. Um, She's definitely grown since the first oh, season. Oh
0: yeah. And I want to give my vase to Marina, <laughs> who I think freaks out and don't want to go back to dead, to be dead because her shade is bowling and she hates bowling. <laughs> 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 okay, I stole that from a Tumblr post, but it I made love me laugh that. so hard. Um, for Giving a clue about necromancy to Julia. Because, uh, like, first she could have been in a lot of trouble doing what she did. Yeah. Uh, and it ended up, like, getting help from Margot by telling those two books should fuck with... What the fuck, writers? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but You could
1: have uh, <laughs> just had a Gemino spell.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's another Harry Potter reference here. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but the fact that um, instead of writing... I don't know, like, for me... Maybe I'm judging too hard, but, like... Necromancy, it's black magic, it's dark magic, and... Yeah, know and, like, that forcing Marina her to is... do
1: dark magic for, like, barely even a hint.
0: Exactly, and also that Marina always tried to corrupt Julia from day one. Yeah. Uh, I think that her last act shouldn't be trying to corrupt someone into doing dark magic for barely a hint. Yeah. I Under- understand that they needed that to make the story advance, but... I don't know, like, I...
1: She could have written something else in blood, yeah. or she could have written something else that could have given them that hint.
0: Just because, a uh, book like,
1: could have been a different book. It could have been information about, it could have been a newspaper article about that woman, or it could have been...
0: Exactly, and the fact that we know oh. that, like, we know a bit more from Marina from season four now. Mm-hmm. We know that Marina is not just black or white, or, like, yeah. dark magic, black magic.
1: I'm pretty sure she's white.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, anyway, just uh, for having your last act to be a act of corruption to yeah. someone else. Yeah. Face uh, to you. Face to you, go back to bowling. <laughs> this has been Philorian United. Once again, we want to thank Harry Potter and the Sacred Text, as well as Spirits, for being the inspiration of the show. We wanted an extra thank you for Vanessa Zoltan, who thought of what is uh, Lecture Divina. I hope we're not doing it so bad. <laughs> we also want to thank all our patrons, people like Elliot, that gave us a bit of their money and make uh, this lovely show happen. If you have any questions, comments, a reaction to your own Lecture Divina, or, I don't know, fan art, uh... Ukulele song, I don't know. Uh, just go on uh, either com. We also have a Twitter at philorians an S or an email philoriansunited at gmail.com. And until then, I wish you a good day. Bye!
1: Fun fact, I was Canadian for Halloween. Uh, I, I had my Canada sweatshirt on. It's a big red sweatshirt with a white maple leaf. And I had um, I had a big hat that's a moose antlers. And it says Canada on it in the Canada colors. And I had a can of maple syrup. And I had a bunch of Canada buttons. And I went to my, my class for immigrants like that. And we were all like, it's funny because we're all trying to be Canadian.
0: Spoonful Production.